Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Monica, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. And today is Friday, the 22nd day of March 2013. And today we are reading from the big book on a page 164. We're going to start at the second paragraph. And today's readers are the 12 Steps, Marietta. 12 Traditions, Lisa, and then Sharon, Kim, Diane, and Hoodie. The share code for yesterday, Thursday, was 4129. 4129. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. This meeting's primary purpose is to abstain, to recover from compulsive overeating, and to carry this message of recovery to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Marietta if she would please read the 12 steps. Good morning. This is Marietta. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admit we are powerless over food and that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to, to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the will to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and practice these principles in all our affairs. And thank you. This is Marietta. Thank you, Marietta. I will now ask Lisa N. to read the 12 traditions, please. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, everyone. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself 
in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a a desire to stop compulsive overeating. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Lisa. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in a big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, and then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we are resuming our study of the big book, and we are on page 164, The second paragraph that begins, our book is meant to be suggestive only. And I am going to ask Sharon to begin reading. And Sharon, if you would read that first paragraph. And then we're going to probably, uh, let's just discuss a, a sentence or two at a time. And with that, Sharon, would you read, please? Good morning, Monica and fellow uh, recovering and recovered compulsive overeaters, I'm Sharon, and out of options compulsive overeater. 
Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Well, this is such a wonderful, wonderful paragraph and just full full of hope. Now, let's look here. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Only. There's so many things that are that we need in order to get the recovery. Yet Bill says they're suggestive only. Page 58, uh, chapter five. It says, "Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly, thoroughly followed our path." So that makes it look like these not necessary. But the reason. I understand that it says suggestions is because we're addicts that don't like to be told what to do. Also, it's a recognition that we have a higher power. It's a it's a bow to God to say suggestive only because it's a recognition, the second sentence, we realize we know only a little. We know only a little. And we we don't want, we, we need to constrain our addict and get our addict to go down a path to recovery. And in many ways, that requires us to just do what we've, what others have done. And then we recognize we'll get what they got. So we have to do that. But at the same time, This program says we all bow to our higher power. We are human. We don't know everything. So we leave the door open for God to do what God can and will do. We recognize that it is God that is directing our personal program, that's directing this program of recovery. It's not by rules and regulation and by human manipulation that we are recovering. So the big book is opening the door to allow your higher power, our higher power to work in us. As humans, we recognize that we have to learn to hear God's voice. And so when we are working our program, we do, for me, for instance, I had to follow what others had done. I recognized that there was a path that had already been wilderness of compulsive overeating. And I got away from trying to create my own. And I to stick that. This program says we surrender to our higher power. And so as I walked this, my ears, higher power while I follow the path that's been created for me 
for those that have gone before me. And with that, pass. Thank you, Sharon. Would anyone else like to share on this first sentence or two? Hi, this is Kim. Good morning, Kim. Please share. Good morning, Monica. This is so exciting. I'm sorry, my name is Kim G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. You know, and this just reminds me, you know, my, as a child, I would say childhood prayers every night, and I wouldn't even pay attention to the words. And, you know, we read this at the end of every meeting, and I think it's so rich for us to be able to go over it in this way and really study how profound and how beautiful these words are. So it says here, we realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. And this is the humility of this book. You know, they are united on this common solution, but they they understand, you know, that, that we are just human beings, that we know only a little, that God will constantly disclose more to you and to us, that, that the true power that we have is through God. Because this whole program is about getting access to that power. How can I get access to that power? And once I get access to that power, I have the ability to help others. But they're saying here, you know, that we know little. And this reminds me back in working with others on page 95 at the bottom. It says he thinks he can do the job in some other way or prefers some other spiritual approach. Encourage him to follow his own conscience. We have no monopoly on God, but, near, but merely have an approach that worked for us. So they're saying here that we don't know everything. You know, but we have a, a process that works for us. This has worked for the first 100 and they have become recovered. And this book has been updated four times. It has never had to be changed. They did not change the word recovered to recovering because, of, oh, well, this doesn't work. It's recovered in 1939, in 1955, in 1976, and in 2001. In each of these editions, it hasn't had to change. So God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. And I remember reading a quote from Dr. Bob, and they said, you know, what is... What is different today? And the one thing he said was that, well, today I can say in one hour what it used to take me to say in five. So the, the process hasn't changed. He just became more efficient at relaying this message. And I find that's true for myself. As I grow in this program, meaning growing towards God, I become more efficient at carrying this message. Because it's this message that helped me become recovered. And it's this message that if you apply these principles, will do the same for you. So each morning I ask God, how, what can I do for the man who is still sick? God, how can I carry this message? How can I empty myself of self and become that conduit of your power, of your power, God, because my thinking, my power got me crawling in these rooms. So help me to let go of my power. Recognize that I know a little and that God will constantly disclose more to me and to the people that I work with. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Would anyone else like to share on these first few sentences? This is Phoenix from California, grateful to be recovered from compulsive eating. Go ahead, Phoenix. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, this is so beautiful. I love this section as well. And when it says, you know, we know only a little, I like the humility of these men and women, you know, and what I found for myself, as I only speak for myself, is that um, what Maha embracing, 
you know, and reconnecting on a conscious level with the power greater than myself, I found that the principle, these 12 principles, vital. But I also found through the guidance of my higher power that I needed additional help. And that's been, that's really important for me, that it's so wonderful to be spiritually guided and to know that the ultimate authority in my life is a power greater than myself. And I have more than one higher power. I have many spiritual guides within and around me, and that's totally wonderful, too. Had a severe mental illness, severe trauma issues that really had a great impact on me not being able to become recovered. And my higher power guided me to be able to bring that into the mix so that I could be set free. And and that is exactly what happened. So uh this is just a wonderful time, you know, in my in my life and just so wonderful to not ever giving up, ever giving up, ever asking my higher power, please teach me how to stay stopped. You know, you need to uh embrace the big book You need to apply these principles as laid out in the big book and that you need additional help, you know, and in surrendering to do that and bringing that together, it's just, uh, it just made the difference in my life. So thank you so much for your service and uh, that's all I have to share and I pass. Thank you, Phoenix. Would anyone else like to share on these few sentences here? Hi, this is Carolyn. Good morning, Carolyn. Go ahead. Good morning. Hi, I'm Carolyn. I'm a recovered compulsive overreader, and I know it. Boy, I love, I absolutely love these two sentences. The first two sentences say everything to me. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We are born with free will. What we do with it is our choice. That choice is, do I want to be recovered or not? If I want to be recovered, I'm sure going to put free will aside and do God's will. If I don't want to be recovered, I'm going to take free will back and I'm going to let self-will run riot and I'm not going to pay attention to anything I just read in this entire book. And it's not going to matter. It's absolutely not going to matter. But if I am truly open and willing to seek the recovery I so desire, by the time I get to this this paragraph, I've got it. I've absolutely got it. And I understand completely exactly what this book has been telling me that I could never understand from the second I cracked it open until I get into the steps, until I started working with a sponsor, and until I took direction, and until I allowed God, not me, God to run my life because my will gets in the way and destroys me, absolutely destroys me. Every time I thought I had it, I took it back from God and said, I'm in charge now, I got this. Today, living in recovery, I say, God, I don't have this so much. It's all yours. I don't want it. Whatever you want for me, I'll listen. But I'm done being in charge because I messed it up. I messed it up more than I could ever dream 
life being messed up. I get myself into such distress. So, yeah, I want that suggestion. suggestion. I want to listen to what this book is telling me. And I want to live every single day of my life the way this book lays it out. Every single day. Because I want to stay in my recovery. And how do I do that? I have to take the suggestions laid before me throughout this book. God will constantly disclose more to me. He constantly shows me every day because I live in God today. And that's where my program is. You know, step one, two, and three, I make sure I do every morning because I am not in charge. I am not in control. And I know who is. I can't, he can, I'll let him. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I did already. But 10, 11, and 12, I work those daily as well. Every single day. And I constantly have to look at more, more of my defects of character and allow more of them to come to surface so God can remove them. And I humbly ask him every day, if there's something I've missed, let me see it. Show me what today's lesson is so I can be right with you and I can learn with you and I can allow you to teach me without having to go through too much pain doing it. I know there's going to be pain. He's not telling me my life's going to be perfect and pain-free and without events. He's telling me it'll be better if I keep him in it. And it sure is. I have gone through turmoils in my life over the past year that in the food I never would have been able to get through. But because God is first and foremost, and I continue to keep him first and foremost every single day, then and only then am I allowed to keep my recovery. He says to me, that's your reward for living with me in your life today, for allowing me to be in control of you. That is your reward. I reward you with recovery. I reward you with abstinence. I reward you with the lifted obsession. It's gone. I no longer have any obsession to get into any of my old diseases, food especially, but any of the others that I picked up because I truly didn't give myself over to God's care. Because that's what God does. He shows me that addiction is the only way that I will seek him out. And if I become free of one obsession, then I might pick up another because I'm still not giving myself over to him 100%. So another addiction will kick its way in. But today, I live completely in God's light. I am free of all addiction. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, one day at a time. I am free of all my addictions because I seek out God today. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Carolyn. This is Monica, and I would like to share on these first few sentences here. Our book is meant to be suggestive only, and like um, was already said, the word suggestive was used because um, we as compulsive overeaters or they as alcoholics, we don't like to be told by anybody what to do, you know. That was certainly me. You're not going to tell me what to do. But you know what? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Well, 
there's things that we have to do, and if you recover, you want recovery, you got to do them. You know, just like it's it's very strongly suggested that if you want to jump out of an airplane, you have a parachute on. So I, I really like that, and we realize we know only a little. Yeah, you know, this is the only program that I know of that you know I we come in as bosses, and we have to work our way up to servant. You know, I came in thinking I knew everything. Well, God showed me I knew nothing. And that became one of my new mottos. Monica, you know nothing, and it's none of your business. And God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. And when I got to the first time, I got to page 164 and had worked through the steps and got to this. I realized, you know, I really did know nothing in the beginning. And I didn't know a whole bunch more by page 164. But more is always being revealed. You know, God knows that it's like an iron. You know, you peel off a layer and then there's another layer underneath. And he gives it to us that way when we're ready for it. And would anyone like to share on um, on the next couple of paragraphs? I mean... Sentences, sorry. <laughs> this is Robin. Good morning, Robin. Please share. Hi, Monica. Hi, Vision for you. This is Robin. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Ask him, uh, let's see, God will disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. Well, um, the, you know, as as I'm here at the end of um, this first 164 pages I'm looking at oh my gosh what a huge order this is what a lot we've read so far there is so much um, so much that we've covered and I happen to be a perfectionist (laughs) and I'm not proud to say that it's a character defect that I work on with God's help constantly but I get to the end of these um, chapters that we've read and I think how on earth am I going to do this perfectly? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? And here we have a sentence, two sentences that are so important to me because I'm told that I am not expected to know this all right away. This is going to be a constant disclosing. Um, I am in a place where I am today and tomorrow I'll be in a different place, and I can trust that my higher power is going to disclose to me tomorrow what tomorrow is going to look like. My job, my job is to stay in this moment and to do this the best I can today in this moment because my higher power is in charge now, and he will disclose to me what it is that he would have me do for the man who's still sick. And the next sentence about the morning meditation, you know, this assumes that I'm meditating and praying. And I slid by for quite a long time um, using the group as my higher power. And um, that worked great for a while, but it got to the point where I realized that even people were not, um, you know, I, I could put people in charge of me for a while, but people make mistakes and people are also human. Everybody, you know, only my higher power is my higher power. So it became time for me to start implementing morning meditation and prayer. And what that meant for me was just sitting quietly. And now I do it twice a day. But in my morning meditation, I ask, what is this day ahead of me 
Um, how can I best be of service to you, God? How can I be your hands and feet and your voice in this day? Please help me to see how I can do that. Uh, the idea for me now is to, and this is what this first 164 pages has taught me, the idea is not to put myself first anymore, but to put you first, to to look at the world as um, we are all sick people, every one of us, and how does my higher power want me to carry this program that I'm learning out into the world and help not only the compulsive overeater, but anybody that I come in contact with. Because if I don't, at the end of the day, I'm going to be just as sick as I was um, 11 years ago. If I don't put other people first, if I don't think about how I can carry my higher power into the world um, and and look a clerk in the eye instead of talking on my cell phone the whole time that I'm having an interaction with a clerk in a store, you know, if I don't bring my higher power out into the world, then I lose this. I lose the whole concept of this thing that we're doing. It's not just about food. It's about interacting with the world and being at peace. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Robin. Would anyone else like to share? This is Rose. Go ahead, Rose. Hi, this is Linda from Connecticut. I'd like to share, if I may. Rose and then Linda. Thank you, Monica. Um, The the sentence... um, God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Um, I'm doing my nine-step amends, and Wednesday I had an experience where my um, my sister called up and asked if I had time to talk, and um, she had something special, really important that she needed to talk to me about. And um, I was pretty blocked off with remembering specific events from especially my family. And she spent um, quite a bit of time talking to me about three different specifics um, in our relationship that I hadn't remembered that clearly I owed her amends for that I would not have um, made that amend if she hadn't called me up to talk about it, and I talked to my sponsor after that conversation because it was pretty deep, very, very, very deep um, experience. As she was talking to me, I had no question about not being alone on that telephone because it wasn't like something I was, um, I would have, could have prepared myself for. But due to the fact of where I was in the steps, um, the only reaction I kept having while she was speaking to me was praying to God, God help me, I know you will, for me to be totally open and accepting of all that she said about me and, and what I had done. And she wasn't speaking out of anger and taking it out on me. She was speaking from some personal work on her own part. And I was given the grace, I mean the grace, to take it in. And um, as I uh, went to say something like, um, I was wrong, she she stopped me. She didn't want me to say really say anything. She just wanted to be able to say it all to me. And I'm thinking from this one sentence, 
God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. The experience I'm having from my having um, just gone through uh, these 164 pages, I really have the chills um, experiencing this, that on page 83 about the ninth step promises, which is what is happening to me this past week, if we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we are halfway through. We're going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. Um, And then they go on. But um, when I was talking to my sponsor about this, I mean, this was as I'm beginning my amends and I knew I was blocked off and my memory was faulted. My sponsor said, trust God. He will reveal to you whatever needs to be known. And I got that call at 6.30 at night. And this is a first between my sister and I where she has had the courage to open up and say to me what she said to me on Wednesday. And I was able, with God's strength, to keep my mouth closed to know she was absolutely right, what she said about me, and I had no uh, feeling to defend a thing about myself because of having gone through my fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and at the time I didn't realize that God was um, disclosing to me. I didn't get it at the moment, but when I hung up from that call, I was sitting in such awe of how this program works, personally. Such awe of how these steps were working personally in my life. And with the pain and the tears, I really thank God for her call because I didn't manufacture that. It had nothing to do with me except... I was and am willing for God to disclose to me every harm I've done, every everything. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Monica. Thank you, Rose. Linda, go ahead. Good morning, Monica. Hi, everybody. It's Linda from Connecticut. Um, I love, excuse me, little horse. I love what, Uh, Rose said about awe, because that is my experience, and it's it's beyond awe. (laughs) Um, What what stands out to me from that small portion of that reading is uh, God uh, constantly disclosing more to you and to us, to the world, since uh, the book was written. uh, There are now over 300 12-step programs based on those same 12 steps. I mean, this has spread to all kinds of people everywhere. It's just amazing. And as far as in my own life, largely because of the Visions for You meeting, bringing the book alive, I'll say alive, it's like spectacular what's happening on this phone line. It's spectacular. Uh, Because of this experience for me, Uh, I've been in OA 30 years, and I couldn't get out of the food for long. And now I'm 
pretty close to recovered, I'd say. I'm just kind of chicken to say it because, well, anyway. But the point is, I'm having just the most amazing experiences. And all that I do, I had done step work before, but now that the big book has jumped alive again for the first time in years, um, all that I do is like, I'm like a baby chick or a baby duck with mama duck, God. Uh, because I just say to God all day long, what do you want me to do next? And at first I felt kind of dumb saying that because at my age I ought to know what to do next. Oh, it's just so much easier to ask what to do next and then do it. And the fourth dimension like cracked open. I'm just thrilled. And it's not just for me. It's for anybody, everybody. It's simply amazing. And I would imagine, I'm guessing, but I would think that whatever I need to know about God, personal to me, that's revealed in my own religion, so to speak, and each person in their own spiritual path, whichever is right for them, that'll be revealed for them too. They don't have to be practicing my spirituality. It's all the same. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Linda. Would anyone like to share on the rest of this paragraph? Good morning, it's Leah. Good morning, Leah. Please share. Yes, thank you. A couple statements here. One, uh, God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. The big book taught me that I had a spiritual malady, a spiritual illness, a gangrene of the spirit, if you will, I had a misunderstanding. I was underdeveloped. <laughs> um, no development in the spiritual realm. I think I always believed in God, but I had no knowledge of God because I never tried to use God in my life. I ran my own show. I stood on my own two feet with self-sufficiency and self-reliance. I ruled my own destiny, even though I believed in God. I believed in God, but I acted acted as if I disbelieved in God. I didn't turn to God for anything. Um, I didn't pray. I didn't listen. I didn't turn to God for help. I ran and ruled my own show, and that got me in a lot of trouble. And the results were progressive in the disease. Um, The big book teaches me that you know, when the spiritual malady is overcome, I'm going to straighten out mentally and physically, and that's exactly what has happened as a result of implementing these steps. You know, I had a pain, and it was a spiritual pain. I thought it was about people, places, and things, circumstances, and situations, but it was not. It was a spiritual pain. What was missing was God, and God came through that wound. You know, what was missing was this whole part of myself, this spiritual side of myself was being left empty. And it felt like what I needed was more money (laughs) or uh, a different boyfriend or a different job or different parents or different circumstances. Um, But really what was missing was God. I needed God in my life, and the steps are designed to make to make that possible. The steps allowed me to become eligible, to be open enough to receive that power in my life. 
the steps remove the obstacles so that that flow of God was able to come in. The, the steps uh, prepared me, let's say, to receive that gift. And, it's, and it is possible for anyone who makes themselves ready to receive it, have to be ready to receive it, because the big book teaches very clearly that it's not my inner strength or my will or my determination or any human creation that is going to conquer this obsession of the mind. None of those things is enough for someone like me, a real compulsive overeater. I can't restore my sanity on my own. I needed the help of God because I had no mental defense against that first bite. The defense has had to originate from a higher power. Uh, and then this statement here, uh, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. You know, that's speaking about uh, step 12, you know, carrying the message. And those of us that have had this spiritual awakening, this personality change, now have a responsibility. And that responsibility is to carry this message, not my own personal opinion, not my own personal philosophy, but the message of recovery, how this was possible. That is my responsibility, to give an adequate presentation of the program of recovery and to carry that to the next person. I'm asked to practice these principles, and I'm asked to carry the message, to be the one who carries the message, to be one of the people who are recovered, who now passes the torch to the next one. Um, and why is that? Well, it's because we know more about recovery from compulsive overeating than anybody alive because we're the only people that have done it. And God has equipped us with some very, very unique knowledge and a very specific experience. This book is designed to bring about an experience. And that experience has become possible as each page was turned and each step implemented. And then we get to a place where we are recovered, where the obsession of the mind has been expelled. And now we have a job to do. God has removed this obsession to compulsively overeat. Okay, now what am I going to do with that? Well, God has a job for me. He, God uses recovered people, and I'm, <laughs> that's God's will. You know, I don't have to struggle with what God's will is. I know what it is because you can't teach something you don't know, and you cannot lead people where you don't go, and you cannot be what you are not, and you can't give. You can't give what you don't got. That's the bottom line. So, yes, obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Leah. Um, let's move on to the next paragraph. Goodness, we could spend a whole hour or more on this one we are just talking about. But, Kim, would you read the next paragraph, please? The next two paragraphs, please. Sure. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. And good morning, everyone. It's Kim G again. And 
You know, I love finding in the big book where Bill just kind of takes a couple sentences and he just summarizes all the steps. And that's exactly what he's done here. The whole purpose, this is a, a crazy thing I don't think we get, but the whole purpose of a 12-step program is to do the 12 steps. I mean, it sounds pretty simple, but yet so many of us sit in the rooms looking for fellowship, looking for, for just to, to not feel the pain anymore, and we resist doing the steps. And we talk about, well, I'm doing one, two, three, and you're in the program for, you know, in the fellowship, not the program, in the fellowship for 10 years, 15 years. Oh, yeah, I'm working on step one. The whole purpose is to do these steps, and Bill summarizes them so beautifully. Even that first word, abandon. Abandon yourself to God. I looked up abandon. It says to give up completely a course of action, a practice, or a way of thinking. And that's step one. We have to abandon. We have to recognize that we are powerless. We are powerless, not, not just over the food. You know, that we have this allergy of the body that will never, ever change. I will always have that abnormal reaction when I pick up this food. But that my life is unmanageable because I have this obsession of the mind that tells me to go back to that food every single time. That I have a solution. And my solution one day might be a ding-dong and one day might be a Dorito, but I always had that solution and went back to the food. So it's saying here, abandon yourself to God as you understand God. That's steps one through three. I am, I am screwed. I have this disease. I have this allergy of the body obsession of mind. I have come to that conclusion I'm powerless. Step two, I need to find a power. If I am powerless, I need to find a power. Step two, I've come to that conclusion. And now I'm making that decision to turn my life and my will over to God. So abandoning yourself to God as you understand God, steps one through three. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. That's step four through seven. I'm making this fearless moral inventory. I'm going on that fact-finding mission. I am then going to another person and I'm admitting the exact nature of those wrongs. And by doing that, I am discovering what my character defects are and I'm willing to turn them over to God, good or bad. But I have no idea what's good or bad. And in 6 and 7, I turn all of them over to God. Clear away the wreckage of my past. That's steps 8 and 9. I am recognizing in steps 4, 5, 6, and 7 the wreckage that I have caused. But I have stepped on the clothes of my fellows and they retaliated. So I am willing to go out there and I'm clearing away that wreckage of your past. And then give freely of what you find and join us. That's steps 10 through 12. So once again, as, as Leah said, we cannot transmit something we haven't got. You know, for years I wondered, you know, I'm not, this is not a diet program, but yet the only thing people want from me is my food plan. Well, my food plan was the only thing I had to offer because I didn't have a spiritual awakening. So at step 12 it says, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. So if I haven't had done these steps, how could I have the result of them? Then I try to carry this message. Not that it's going to be, you know, it doesn't say I'm going to be successful, but my job is to carry that message, maintain this message, and then to practice these principles in all of my affairs. So I'm going to go freely of what I find and join the rest of the world again because now I am reunited with God, I am reunited with my fellows, and I can spread this message to people. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Would anyone else like to share on this? Yes, this is Lisa. I heard Janice and Lisa and Yael. someone else. Yael. 
Yael. Okay. Janice, Yael, and Lisa. Thank you, Monica. Thank you very much. Good morning, Vision for You. My name is Janice. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. No, when we when we read this at the end of every meeting, there is just so much hope here and so much encouragement here. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. You know, the suggestions in this book, the path that was laid out in this book, well, why are you going to take this path? Why are you going to abandon yourself to God as you understand God? You know, I'm reminded of one of my favorite sentences in the big book, which I find on page 44 in We Agnostics, which says, if when you honestly want to, you find you cannot quit entirely, or if when drinking you have little control over the amount you take, you are probably alcoholic. If that be the case, you may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. And if you have found that you relate to that, and you have found that that is your problem, then we have been given the solution. And part of that solution, the great fact for us, is that we must abandon ourselves to God as we understand God, one day at a time, this day only. Admitting to him my faults today and connecting with my fellows. You know, I loved that someone mentioned that yesterday, that he will show you how to create the fellowship you crave. You crave. You know, that that is what we did. We now connect with our fellows because we're craving that fellowship. And it is in that fellowship that God reveals himself. It is in that fellowship, in that relationship with one another, that we give freely of ourselves. Isn't it? Isn't it? At least that's the way it works for me. It is in this day only that I give myself over to that idea of being helpful and useful and kind and loving. And I pray that God gives me the strength to do that. God, reveal to me, guide me, educate me, show me the ways of love. The ways of love. Because isn't that the real deal, the whole deal, the only deal? No, I find that to be true anyway. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Janice. Yael? Yeah, thank you. This is Yael from Israel, a compulsive overeater. Um, I, you know, I've, I was, I was in OA for a long time, but I didn't. I, as many have stated, also, uh, did not do it the way it is instructed in the book to work with the big book. Um, and at some point, I had a relapse, and now I'm, I'm coming back again. Um, and it's it's just amazing to me um, when I when I when I see here it talks about you know uh, I'm sorry I'm just trying to find it um, okay okay well it talks about how you know the answers will come if your own house is in order but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. Um, so I'm more on the beginning of my journey, and um, and I just I just wanted to to just really thank everyone out there for their time and dedication and commitment for giving us 
the ones that are starting the journey, kind of, I, I see it as a, as a rope of those before jumping the rope and those after jumping the rope. Um, and I'm still in my journey before the rope, getting myself prepared to be able to, to jump that. And, um, you know, my ideal is what it says at the end here, abandon yourself to God as you understand, as you understand God, admit your faults to him and to your fellows, clear away the wreckage, the wreckage of your past. Um, all these things that, you know, I, I'm familiar with because of the program, um, because of the fellowship, but never, never really worked through it. And it was, it was such an ideal for me to try and get there. Um, and even though I'm not quite there yet, um, it gives me a lot of, a lot of hope to hear all the recovered, um, overeaters to really share to, that have shared their experience and say it will happen it will happen just be patient and it will happen i've i noticed in the past because of because i was familiar to program that so many things in my life i was being run i, I was running them with my own pride and and i just so look forward to just getting rid of that to be able to be um more true and honest to who my inner self really is, to connect with God, to be led by God, and not and not like my own stuff getting in the way. Um, and again, I just wanted to thank everyone for really all the strength and and hope and courage that they that they share on a regular basis. And and I'm uh, I guess if there's anything to be addicted to, it would be these these meetings and this message. And <laughs> and I'm grateful for that. Thank you so much. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you. Lisa, would you like to share? Yes, thank you, Monica. <clears throat> this is Lisa from South Jersey. Um, I'm so uh, deeply moved by this last paragraph. Uh, you know, we read it every day and um, it's the end of the meeting. And, uh, you know, I don't know that I'm always paying attention to it because by then I'm making my breakfast or whatever. But <clears throat> I read it the other day in preparation and it's just so clear to me that Bill W. channeled this program from God. Um, as Kim said, everything is summed up in these few lines here, but it's just so beautifully and eloquently stated, abandoning yourself to God. It's so visual for me just to throw myself open myself completely to God and to be totally willing to do the 12 steps of this program and the blessings and the miracles that have happened for me in such a short time, you know, it only could be from God. And it says further, if you give freely of what you find and join us, but you won't be alone. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. I'm always wanted to fit in somewhere in my life. And for the first time, I have God with me. I always believed in God, never felt that presence the way I feel it now as a result of working these steps. And that I know that there are over 400 people on the list, and I can call one of them and somebody will be there. But if not, 
my higher power is always with me. And that is the beauty of this program, working these steps and trudging on the road to happy destiny. And I loved, you know, I used to just ignore that part, but I love that trudging on the road to happy destiny because this is work. This is hard work, but it's such a joy to be doing it. What a gift I am receiving and that we all can receive. We all can have this joy if we're willing to abandon ourselves to God. And I love it as as we understand it. There's no dictation here. It's the God of your understanding. So beautiful. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Lisa. Would anyone else like to share? Yes. Steve. Go ahead, Steve. Uh, I just love the shares this morning, and uh, I have a new, and I feel that the miracle is happening, and I thought it was about getting control of my food intake and craving, but it's that's just the byproduct, and I'm seeing that slipping away, and I know in the big book it talks about how in God's world there are no mistakes. And at the same time, I look at the world and there is a lot of strife and killings, and and the effects of disassociated from God. And uh, I am part now of fixed, in the Jewish religion, they talk about, I forget the Jewish word, uh, but it's something about doing to cooler or something like that, but it's about fixing the world. And God can only fix the world. God made the world. It's a perfect world. And part of that perfection is having the uh, humility and the the place of, uh, like somebody said, that I graduated from boss to servant. Having the place to be a servant to be part of the fixing, of God's fixing of the world. And getting up in the morning, God, what what do you want me to do? I'm not in control. And what a wonderful, I'm feeling the miracle is happening. And it's these this program. And uh, every part of nature, and I'm a, every part of nature, a tree that gives out apples, serving, giving out, the sun giving out. Now I'm part of that flow by surrender. And that's what this paragraph, that's what this program's about. And it's great that I am uh, seeing progress in my food relationship, but even greater is my uh, feeling of being uh, a servant now. And I pass and thank you. Thank you, Steve. And this is Monica, and uh, I'd like to share here. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. You know, like like was said, um, surrendering, giving up uh, my thinking, changing my thinking. You know, that's what Monica had to do. Changing my thinking, changing my prejudices, my old ideas for new ideas, because my old ideas didn't work. You know, how's it working for you? If it's not, This 164 pages here that we've been reading is a way out. 
And it's more than just suggestive, you know. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, it's a must. You must work the steps. And you start with number one, and they're in an order for a reason, and we work through them. And if you do, you will get that spiritual awakening that's promised in step 12. So admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Obviously, this is working the steps. Give freely of what you find and join us. And that's, that's step 12 here. Once you've gone through this process and you've been given a spiritual awakening, it's a requirement to share this with others. You, and you want to, you know. Jumping up and down with joy, I want to share this for other people. I was in hell and now I've been given a, free, a new life, a free new life. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. And like someone else said, you are no longer alone. I felt so alone. But now I don't. I have God and I have every single one of you, you know, and we're all we're all a bunch of bozos on the on the same bus. But now I can understand that and I don't have to try to do it all by myself. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirit with God, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. You know, we're all on this same road reaching out to each other here and helping each other along. And may God bless you and keep you until then. And I'd like to thank everyone who shared this morning. And I would like, um, let's go on and read a vision for you. (laughs) And uh, Diane, are you there? Can you read a vision for you? Hi, this is Diane. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, great. Um, I couldn't unmute before. Um, This is such a pleasure to read this today. Um, Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then. Thank you.